0: Welcome back to another bite-sized episode of the Backlog Breakdown. Hopefully this is going to be bite-sized. We'll have to see about that because, um, my goodness, I might have done more research for this bite-sized than any other bite-sized episode that I've ever done. Um, I mean, I guess that doesn't include, like, actually playing through video games, although there's a number of games we're going to talk about that I guess I have played through, not specifically for this. But anyways before we get into the weeds, because man, we are going to get deep into those weeds here today. Um, Let's, let's just set the table. Okay. This is part two. Um, you know, a few months ago, actually, I'm surprised it's been that long, but I, I believe it was back in November, maybe December. Um, I did a bite-sized on the Megami Tensei series and, uh, you know, what the heck is a Megami Tensei? What's a Shin Megami Tensei? If you haven't listened to that, go back and, and listen to that. D- that'll just iron out some details as to kind of what this series is and uh, some of the hallmarks of what's going on. You know, last time we discussed the differences between Mega Ten, M- M- Megami Tensei games and Shin Megami Tensei, um, and all the confusion due to the Western marketing that happened in there, uh, which we'll be looking at a little bit today. All that fun stuff, but this time I just want to give you a brief overview of this series and its many, many, many games. Now you might be asking, okay, many games, Josh. The fifth game just came out in November of last year, like how many games can there actually be in this series well um that's what we're going to be looking at today uh because my goodness, uh, the, the, you just go deeper and deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole if you if you start to look at this. And yeah, okay, full disclosure: a lot of this I got off Wikipedia, um, but then taking a look at other sources and seeing what, what was said about some of these games, uh, it's kind of crazy. The craziest thing about the series is that like half of the games haven't even come to America, so you know, like we we haven't seen the the breadth of everything that's going on here here as as english speaking north americans um but man this this uh series goes pretty deep i do want to say right off the bat that i'm not going to be talking about remakes and re-releases because a lot of these games have gotten enhanced ports um some of them have actually gotten remakes as well i'm just not going to talk about those because there's already so many games to cover um yeah they're they're all over the place uh, you know that even the 3DS has has recently gotten some within the past few years, um, some updated versions of some older games. We'll talk about the original games. I'm not going to mention it unless it's like super pertinent. Um, their 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 re-releases. So let's let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to start off just with the mainline series. Okay, Um uh, taking a look at all the games here. Mainline. Okay, started off with the Ma- Megami Tensei. Games on the the Famicom, the Japanese Nintendo Entertainment System. So uh, Megami Tensei, Digital Devil Story, came out in... Or excuse me, I think it's flipped. I think it's the other way around. I think it's Digital Devil Story, Megami Tensei. Yeah, came out in uh, 1987 for that uh, Famicom. And then the sequel to that, Digital Devil Story, Megami Tensei 2, came out in 1990 on the Famicom, obviously just Japanese... Now, technically there was another Megami Tensei, uh, digital devil story game that was released. It wasn't released by Atlas. It it was like a a top down kind of game where it's sort of like gauntlet, something like that. But I think it was released for like Japanese computer systems or something. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. These are Atlas games. Like because of what we talked about before, how Atlas kind of took over the property, these Megaten games were, were a book that they were, uh, you know, uh, making into, they were novel series that they made into video games. That's what that game was too, but that was a totally different company. Well, now Atlas basically bought the rights for that and and that's what Shin Megami Tensei is. So let's dive into Shin Megami Tensei, okay? First Shin Megami Tensei game was released in 1992 on the Super Famicom. And then the sequel to that one, Shin Megami Tensei 2, was released in 1994 on the Super Famicom. Okay. 1994. So was was quite a while ago. The next game in the mainline series, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne was released in 2003 on PlayStation 2. So there was a nine year gap between the Super Nintendo games, Super Famicom. Okay. And uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Uh, so yeah, okay. There are only five, sort of five mainline games. We'll get to that. Um, but there was that huge gap between two and three. Obviously there's a lot more going on in the larger mega 10 series that we'll see here, but sticking to the mainline games, three Nocturne was released in 2003. Okay. Uh, a updated version of that game called the maniacs edition was released in 2004. That one was also released here in North America as Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. So they dropped the three moniker because none of the other games have come here to America. So sort of like Final Fantasy, you know, the whole like Final Fantasy 2, II, 3 thing on the Super Nintendo here in America. Um, they did that here with Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. And from here on out, uh, the mainline releases were also released here in North America. So Nocturne actually did well enough in sales uh, when it came over here to North America, that Atlas said, you know what? We'll just continue putting them out. We'll see how this goes, kind of a thing. Uh, Mainline games, and then also some spinoffs as well. So uh, next up, we got Shin Megami Tensei 4, which came out on the the 3DS in 2013. So that was a 10-year gap between the original release of Nocturne and the the worldwide release. I, I believe it was worldwide. I don't know if there was a delay there not quite sure. Um, but it was originally released in 2013 on 3DS. Okay. So then Atlas decided to make some DLC for that game. And the DLC ended up becoming a much larger project than they expected. And they ended up releasing it as a, as a complete game as kind of like, a. this one's not a spinoff because technically it's titled Shin Megami Tensei 4. Final in Japan or Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse here in America. And it was, it it picks up at the end of one of the endings of Shin Megami Tensei 4. So it's basically, it's a sequel is really what it is to Shin Megami Tensei 4. That one was released in 2016 on 3DS. So there are two Shin Megami Tensei 4 games. So yes, five just recently came out last year on the Switch. Okay. But it's technically the sixth mainline game. Um, so, so those are, those are just like the numbered mainline entries in the Shin Megami Tensei series, but there are some mainline spinoffs. So before we get into the other series, the spinoff, the, 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 the spinoffs that, that branch off into an entire series, like your persona or something like that, there were games that spun off from the Shin Megami Tensei mainline series so the first one of those was actually early on um shin megami tensei if was released in 1994 on the super famicom so that's the same year that shin megami 2 was released and shin megami tensei if was you can kind of think of it as like a proto persona um because it was set in a high school and the high school somehow ends up in this demon realm oh no there's demons running out all throughout this high school so it has this high school setting um, you get multiple endings, you get, it's, it's more of a character driven story. They really tried to focus in on kind of the low stakes. It's not like a world, you know, in chaos, it's not like the apocalypse has happened. It's just like, well, no, this, um, there's, you know, like a portal to hell in the high school kind of a thing. <laughs> so it's kind of a localized sort of story. Um, and that's where persona actually, uh, you know, kind of branches off as well. We'll get to that in just a second. So that was uh, Shin Megami Tensei If, and that one did really well. It is just a side story, just a spinoff of this main series. Um, the next mainline spinoff was Shin Megami Tensei 9. In uh, 2002, it was released on the Xbox. Now you're thinking 9, what? Like 5 just really? How is this 9? Nine? 9 was referencing, I believe there were 9 different endings, and if you think about it on the grid, on a th- 3 by 3 grid of um, you know lawful, and chaotic and then also good and evil and neutral and so you've got all all nine endings in the grid there um i, I believe they didn't actually finish all nine endings of the game before they released it it was originally supposed to be MMO mmorpg on xbox but they released a single-player version of it they never finished the mmo and so like all that was released was the, the single-player version, and it's only in Japan anyway, so it's not like you're going to be playing that one. Um, there, I, I do believe that there's an English patch, but uh, man, if you <laughs> good luck trying to emulate that. Um, the next up is Shin Megami Tensei Imagine that was released in 2007 on Windows. This was a full-on MMO, um, and it did also come to America. So 2007, that was after how we talked about how Nocturne started coming to America. Um, so this MMO was released here. You could have been playing it. They've since shut off the servers. I believe it was 2014 when they shut off the servers. So you can't, there's no official servers for it, but I I believe there are fan servers if you want to play this game. But Shin Megami Tensei Imagine is an MMO of Shin Megami Tensei. So that's kind of crazy. Japan, America, Europe, we all got it, which, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's kind of crazy to me. I'd never heard of this game. Um, then we've got Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey, which was released in 2009 on the Nintendo DS. Now, this game, it was conceived as a return to sort of the older style Shin Megami Tensei after Nocturne had kind of pushed it into the using the press turn system. Um, so this one was more of a dungeon crawler. It doesn't use the, the press turn system. Um, there there's some rumors that it was supposed to be Shin Megami Tensei 4 and then they decided not to make it Shin Megami Tensei 4. My understanding is that the the creators of the game has they've said that it was not originally supposed to be SMT 4 and so they were thinking of it as a spin-off and so they didn't include some of the things that SMT 3 did. Um but when Atlas approached them they, and, and saw how the game was going, they were like, wow, this is really good. This could be the next mainline game. Do you want this to be SMT4? And out of respect for the series and, and like the original vision of the game, uh, the, the creator of, of Strange Journey turned that down. He said, no, I don't want this to be a mainline game because it, it, it veers off too much. Like We're doing something too different, and it wasn't originally supposed to be. A mainline game so no thank you but it was just it was kind of like offered to him because uh, to the you know the, the the whole development team because of how good that the game looked so there's some rumors swirling around that one but my understanding is that it was never intended to be actually shin megami tensei 4 it's just a spinoff um, it's a solo kind of kind of thing, and it's a really good game, um, but it doesn't have you know the press turn system and things like that. So that's uh, Shin Megami Tensei: Strange Journey. It's often thought of as one of the the best games in the series. Uh, man, it's dark, it's crazy. I, I'd recommend, yeah, play it. It's it's a good one. That's uh, come here to America. It's been re released here as well on the three DS. Um, and then finally, the last kind of mainline spin off. It's actually a mobile game. Okay, it's uh, Shin Megami Tensei: Liberation D two Um, this one was released in 2018. I played it for a little while, like maybe a month after it was released. Um, and it's okay. You know, I'm I'm just not into mobile gaming, but if you want a free to play Shin Megami Tensei game, um, yeah, it was okay. It's it and it's still going. So you can download it now and jump in and and get yourself some (laughs) negotiate with some demons if you want to, whatever it's, it's all right. It's, it's a mobile game. Um, But by mobile game standards, it seems to be pretty good, free to play. So that is uh, all of the mainline games, all of the mainline spinoffs. Okay, I'm almost 15 minutes into this thing. Gosh, I need to freaking hurry up because we have a lot to cover. Now we're jumping into the different series. So the spinoffs of Shin Megami Tensei that um, were created to be entire series. Now I'm going to go through these series... By the year of their first release, because obviously it's a series, so there's multiple releases in all these categories. So when the first game in the series came out, um, I'm going to go in kind of chronological order so we can kind of fit it into where this falls into the mainline, you know, because there are some pretty big gaps in mainline SMT. So the first series that we're taking a look at here is the Megami Tensei Gaiden Last Bible series. Okay. So Megami Tensei, it's a Mega Ten game. Gaiden just means, like, it's basically the Japanese moniker for a spinoff. It's like, it, it means side story. So there, it, it, it's a moniker um, that's used a lot in video games that generally just denotes, like, this is related to these other games, but we're trying something different. Okay, so Megami Tensei Gaiden, and the series is Last Bible. So these games were uh, portable So they came out originally for Game Boy and it's more of a medieval fantasy setting rather than kind of your either uh, apocalyptic uh, setting or your kind of like cyberpunk setting or your modern day Tokyo setting. This is like putting that all into the traditional medieval fantasy that a lot of JRPGs go for. And, And the series was made for a wider audience, so it's not as dark. It is much more um, traditional kind of JRPG. It's much more like Dragon Quest feeling, um, the, the Dragon Quest version of SNT, if that makes sense. So it's still obviously demons, darkness, all that stuff is there, but it but it's made for a wider audience. It's not it's mm-hmm. not so oppressive as the mainline series. So the first game in this series came out in 1992, and the second game came out in 1993. Both of those were on Game Boy. The third game came out in 1995 on the Super Famicom. So that one wasn't portable, but obviously it it had done pretty well to get three games in the series. Um, The first game was re-released on Game Boy Color in 1999. So seven years after its original release, it was re-released on Color and it came to North America and it was called Revelations the Demon Slayer. See, Atlas was trying to to bring some of these games to America because that Nocturne hadn't been released yet, right? So they were trying to bring some of these games in the Shin Megami Tensei series to America, but they didn't want to call it Shin Megami Tensei. So they used this name Revelations um, to denote this series, basically. So this one was called Revelations the Demon Slayer. Um they actually used that same Revelations moniker uh for Persona when they tried to bring it over. The very first Persona game that we'll talk about in a little bit on a PlayStation was called Revelations Persona. And I assume that the name Revelations that they use that because of the biblical reference, you know, the Book of Revelation in the Bible, um, along with it, it just kind of denotes to me like a, a kind of like dark and mysterious kind of thing, you know, also apocalyptic thing. So I I actually think that it's a pretty good name, you know, like because when you hear Shin Megami Tensei, you're just like, what the heck is that even? Um, so to me, I think Revelations is a pretty cool name like i think it's a good localization but they only used it for these two games for um for last bible uh the re-release on game boy color revelations the demon slayer here in north america and then persona the very first persona game as revelations persona um, so again, we'll get to that later. So that is the, uh, Megami, Megami, Tensei Gaiden last Bible series, moving on to our next spinoff series. So that one was another three games that came in like a three year period. Um, the next series is the Majin Tensei series of games. These were kind of fire emblem style strategy games, and none of these games were released in North America. <laughs> so, I don't have that much to say about them. Um, The first one was released in 1994 on Super Famicom. It was actually released before Shin Megami Tensei if, so it was like early on. Um, And and also you think of Majin Tensei. Okay, so Megami Tensei is like reincarnation of the goddess. The Megami means goddess. So in this case, Majin, um, as far as I could tell, it means something along the lines of not quite demon, but kind of like a, a beast, you know, something really powerful and otherworldly, or it could also be talking about a sorcerer or a magician, something along those lines. So it's kind of a nod in the wink, like, yeah, this is sort of Megami Tensei, right? It's it's in the same vein, but it's a spinoff. It's something different. It's an otherworldly resurrection, not necessarily a goddess resurrection kind of thing, you know, like it's, yeah, it's just a spin-off. Um, so after the first game The second game came out the next year uh, It's uh, Majin Tensei 2 Spiral Nemesis on 1994 For the Super Famicom um, Both of the games are generally regarded As good games um, But they were released before <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei ever came over here To North America um, There are now English patches I believe that you can get for emulation if you, if you go that route But there have been no official releases Of this game Of, of these, these two games um, the third game in the series was called Ronde, Rondo, Ronde. I don't know. R O N D E. Um, that one was released in 1997 on the Sega Saturn. And this is probably the, the, the best known for being the worst game in the series. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, it's just a well-known stinker throughout the entire series. Uh, legend has it that there was a massive cancellation of pre-orders after the demo for this game was released. So they released a demo and the people were just like, Whoa, this is bad and canceled their pre-orders. Uh, just for some laughs, uh, search YouTube sometime for this game and see how like muddy and slow this game looks. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. Um, there were two other games in the series, sort of, um, They were called the Blind Thinker 1 and 2. Uh, So Majin Tensei, Blind Thinker. Majin Tensei, Blind Thinker 2 on mobile phones in Japan in 2007 and 2008. So uh, Japan gets a lot of mobile games, uh, and and we don't see very many of those here in North America. Uh, I don't think we're necessarily worse off because of it. That's just my two cents. Okay, up up next, the next series is the Devil Summoner series. So we're getting pretty confusing, right? (laughs) Uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner. And these, the, the, the conceit behind these were they're more like detective games. So you play this, this detective, you're trying to figure out what's going on here. There's a sense of mystery in a lot of these games, but this one has you as kind of like this, yeah, basically a detective in different circumstances. So the first game, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner, w- uh, was released on Sega Saturn in 1995. Um, after the success of Shin Megami Tensei, If, uh, and that off. They decided, hey, let's, let's, we have this other idea. And yeah, like I said, it's more of like a detective story where your main character is trying to figure out these clues and figure out what's going on behind the scenes in this world. Um, And so they ran with that and created this game. Unfortunately, this game has never been released over here in North America. Um, Again, you might be able to find English patches, whatever, but there's been no official release of this game. I've heard it's pretty good. Um, But the sequel, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers uh, was released on Sega Saturn in 1997. That one has been ported to the 3DS and it was released here in North America localized in English in 2013. So, it's a much older game. <laughs> it's released in 97. Um originally released in 97, but it was kind of uh, updated a bit in 2013. I have played that game. Um it you have to remember that it is an older game um even it with some of the things that it does it that one's more like cyberpunky kind of you know the matrix you're going into this this digital world kind of a thing but it is a cool game I enjoyed it um it is Somewhat of a direct sequel, you get some of the characters from the original game, which doesn't make sense because we haven't, you, you can't play the first game, whatever. Um, but they show up in, in that game as well. Uh, there are some special bosses too uh, from the first game, that, which is kind of fun. Um, continuing on in this Devil Summoner series, then they took a, they took a left turn for the series. They, they released uh, these games that are, uh, and these have the, the longest, most confusing out of all of the names, all of the confusing names in the series, okay? This next game is called, the entire title is, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Raido Kuzunoha versus the Soulless Army. And I've since learned it actually meant, the Japanese version is like, and the Powered Up Army, uh, but they turned that into Soulless Army because once you change that into English, it's just like, eh, that, that um, sounds kind of dumb. <laughs> so, um, this game has, you know, the longest name ever in the entire series. Right. Um, it was released in 2006 on PlayStation 2. Um, this one is not a dungeon crawler. It's not it's still an RPG, but it's my understanding is that it's more of a Tales style action RPG and it's set in the 1920s in Japan. This one did get a release in, uh, here in America. This one came after Shin Megami Tensei III Nocturne and how it was released on PS2. So it came to America. It did well, since Nocturne did well. Um, this one was released as well over here in America. I own it. I haven't played it. Um, there was also a direct sequel, Raido Kuzunoha versus King Abad. That was released in 2008 on PlayStation 2. Uh, Raito Kuzunoha is the name of this, basically like this detective agency. Now, since it was set in 1920s Japan, uh, it's, it's not detective in the way that we think about it. Um, it's more akin to like a Sherlock Holmes type of detective, although it's in Japan. So it's not quite that, you know, like that English version, that British version that we think of. It's more of like a, uh, like a hard-boiled cop in 1920s not not modern cop kind of a thing so the police force um kind of a thing so um i've heard that they're really good games i just haven't gotten around to playing them um, but all four of those games fall into the devil summoner series of spinoffs um moving forward okay here's here's the big one guys okay next up is the persona series and in japanese the first one was called magami excuse me magami Ibunroku roku persona Okay. And these games, um, were more of an exploration of the human psyche. So the games were more turning inward and they talk about identity, you know, who you see yourself to be, as opposed to, uh, these grand tales of, of the world ending and how you're going to rebuild it and things like that. It's much more inward and character driven than those types of games. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time here, because, man, if I were to go through everything in the Persona series, like, that would be an entirely separate episode, and I've already taken up a long time here with this one. Um, this is the, well, the most well-known spinoff of all of the Shin Megami Tensei series, and now uh, the Persona series has actually eclipsed the mainline Shin Megami Tensei in sales. Um, so it's more well-known, uh, it's more recognized, it's probably more lauded here in America than, than kind of the main Shin Megami Tensei series. Um, the title, Megami Ibunroku, Roku, it's roughly translated to something along the lines of record of a strange tale. That Ibunroku Roku means record of a strange tale. And then Megami, like in reference to a goddess. So it's a record of a strange goddess tale. Basically, it's just saying this is a spinoff of the Megami Tensei games, right? Uh, and it's called Persona. So the first game, as I mentioned before, came to America as Revelations Persona, first released in 1996 on the PlayStation 1. Um, this is a dungeon-crawling JRPG that was set in a high school, because Shin Megami Sensei If did really well, um, so they wanted to do a similar thing, but really kind of explore that character-driven identity, uh, that, that, that idea of identity. Um, it is dungeon-crawling, so it's first-person through a lot of the game uh, and then you get into the the role play or excuse me, the, the um, what's turn based battles. That's that's what I'm thinking of. And then we have the sequels um, Persona 2, Innocent Sin was released on 1999 in uh, oh, excuse me, on PlayStation one in Japan. There was a PlayStation portable port that was released in North America in. 2011, that's 12 years after its re- re- original release. Um, And when it came to America, it was called Shin Megami Tensei Persona 2 Innocent Sin. So they just threw the Shin Megami Tensei title on that just to let you know it's related to Shin Megami Tensei. So you think about it in America, we got Revelations Persona and then Shin Megami Tensei Persona 2 Innocent Sin. But by that time, there were other games that were called Shin Megami Tensei. So this is where it just gets really confusing. Technically, it's not a mainline Shin Megami Tensei game. They just put that on there when it came to America to let you know that these games were related because they weren't going to call it Megami Roku Persona 2 in a sense, you know, no, they they just didn't do that. But anyways, we have only here in America received the PlayStation Portable port of this game. We did not receive the original release of this game. However, its direct sequel, Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, which came out in 2000 on PlayStation 1, um, that one did come to America as well. Uh, So it is, like I said, direct sequel to Innocent Sin. So we really only got the second half of these two games in North America until the PlayStation Portable release in 2011. Yeah, that's 11 years that we only had the second half of the game without playing the first half. Um, So that's kind of awkward. But also the version that we received of the first half is the remake. So it has some updated um, quality of life stuff but we never got the remake of the second half that had those quality of life improvements on PlayStation 4. It's, it's confusing, man. It's, it's weird. Anyways, moving on persona three. Okay. This is one um, this was released in 2006 on PlayStation two and it introduced social links and the dating sim components that the series has now become lauded for. Um, So it ushers in kind of this modern persona style that's really taken off. Um, It did also have the Shin Megami Tensei moniker when it came to America. So Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3. Yeah, it's not really a mainline SMT game, but that was just for marketing here in North America. Uh, Two years later, 2008, we received Persona 4 on PlayStation 2. It does also carry that Shin Megami Tensei moniker. Uh, It's confusing. It wasn't actually there in the original release, but here in America... That's what we got. And then finally, Persona 5 came out in 2016. It, it was si- simultaneously released on both PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. So, those are your mainline spin off Persona games <laughs> because now we have spin offs of spin offs. Okay, there are spin off series that have come from the Persona spin off series from Shin Megami Tensei. So, it gets even more confusing. Um, and really quickly, just to run through those, we've got Persona 4 Arena and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which are fighting games um, in the same vein as like the Blaze Blue series, using the Persona 4 characters and their personas with heavy visual novel elements. Um, then we've got the Persona dancing games for both four three and five um and these are rhythm games we've talked about these games on the podcast we've got old episodes with wes the henshin dad uh that were released last year so go check those out if you want to know more about the games Uh, rhythm games and again they have heavy visual novel elements sensing a pattern here (laughs) they really want to tell stories with these characters um, we also have the series Persona Q and its sequel, Persona Q2. These were Persona games that were crossovers with the Etrian Odyssey series. And the way that I understand it is that the Q is the first sound in the Japanese name of the the Etrian Odyssey. So whatever it is, Kyukaku or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is, but they're called like the Q series in Japan. So Persona Q just means like Persona. Etrian Odyssey. And so so these use the characters from Persona 3 and Persona 4. And then the sequel for uh, the game Persona Q2 also adds in the characters of Persona 5. Finally, we've got the last spin-off of a off Persona 5 Strikers, which uh, was like story-wise, I believe it's a direct sequel to Persona 5 and it's a Musou game. So D- Dynasty Warriors, you know, those those kind of huge uh, battle games. And this game was just released in, in 2020. Um, th- I know it was released like a year before in Japan. I think original release was 2020 and we got it here in America in 2021. So... Um, Persona series, that's 14 games in total, with most of the mainline games taking like 60 plus hours each. There is a ton of Persona um, because it's really taken off. So, you know, this, they're really well known. Okay, almost there. Just a few more series to go. Um, one, another spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Direct spinoff, Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga. These were kind of spinoffs of uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne because they used the press turn system that was introduced in Nocturne. And in really series, it's really a game in two parts. So there's game and then it's a direct sequel. Like it picks up right after the first game. Um, these were released in 2004 and 2005 on PlayStation 2. Um, there's no demon negotiation as far as I can tell, but your main characters turn into demons. Like they're, they're kind of sort of like the demi fiend in, in nocturne. Um, these games are highly regarded. Um, and from, from my research, uh, the writer for these games who actually didn't finish out the games, but was there for kind of starting the games and, and the original concept she used that concept and actually wrote an entire book series. So, um, yeah, these again, highly regarded games. I own them. I need to play them. I've heard that they're really good. Um, But that's Digital Devil Saga, and like I get it, man. Is this naming convention confusing? Because there's Digital Devil Story, were the very first Megami Tensei games. We've got Devil Summoner. Now we have Digital Devil Saga, and it's totally a totally different set of games. <laughs> like, holy, okay. Next up, we've got Shin Megami Tensei Devil Children, and this series is like the Pokemon of Shin Megami Tensei. This is Shin Megami Tensei borrowing from Pokemon, which borrowed from Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, these were portable Shin Megami Tensei games that were geared towards kids. Um, with th- They redesigned a lot of the demons so that they're generally more cutesy. Um, You know, they saw that Pokemon took off and they were like, hey, we need to make our version of that since, you know, a lot of what we do is very similar in in the Shin Megami Tensei series. So let's go after that same market that Pokemon has. Um, So obviously these games are not as dark as mainline games, although it's not quite as kid appropriate as you might think since... um, lucifer is a main character throughout the series um they're still demons they don't rename them uh the kids are are half demon kids and that's how they're able to to recruit demons so there are there is recruiting there's fusions all this kind of stuff so i mean yeah it's a kid version of shin megami tensei but it's still like i don't know how kitty you can really um regard that So the first game, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Children, um, Black Book and Red Book, okay? Did the Pokemon thing. Released two games. Uh, They were released in 2000, well, in 2000 on Game Boy Color. Um, Like I said, two different versions, Black Book and Red Book, like Pokemon. But unlike Pokemon, they have different stories that interact with each other. It's not like the exact same game with little bits of differences. It's like... a, a the narrative is woven in and out throughout the different games. So you actually play a completely different character uh, with completely different starter, um, depending on which game that you get. Uh, the, the sequel white book was released in 2001 on game boy color. Um, and it was only one game. It wasn't, there weren't two different versions of it, but it was a sequel to that one. And then the third game, Shin Megami Tensei devil children, light book and dark book, were released in 2001 on Game Boy Advance. Now, these did come to America, and they were localized as the game called Demi Kids, light version and dark version. Again, two games with different stories and different characters. Um, I was looking around just because I was curious, and these cards go for stupid amounts of money on eBay. I mean, they started off just a loose card at $200. It's crazy. Um, they, they did also have direct sequels that did not come to America 2002. They released in Game Boy Advance, Japan only, um, like I said, direct sequels to dark and light version, same characters in those games, same kind of deal going off there. Um, there were spinoffs for the series in Japan because the series was a hit in Japan. Um, it, it got a manga, it got an anime, it got a trading card game. Um, and I believe there is a game of a trading card game, but that that was a little too far down the rabbit hole. I, I couldn't get very much information on that. Um, but there were some spinoffs, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Children, Puzzle Decal Call in 2003 on Game Boy Advance. Um, there was a game called Messiah Riser, but it still had the same Devil Children moniker, Messiah Riser, which is a strategy game that was released in 2004 on Game Boy Advance both of those games, both of those spin off games, were starring the characters from the dark and light versions. Uh, so, the third games in the series. So, those games were really well known. The ones that came to America, I guess those characters are beloved in Japan because they got some spin offs puzzle game and strategy game, as well as a final game, a mobile game that just was called Devil Children Shin Megami Tensei Devil Children, uh, that was released on mobile in 2011. Okay. One more series to go. OK? Shimagami Tensei: Devil Survivor. Okay? Again, I know, super confusing. Shimagami Tensei, Devil Survivor, uh, it's a series of tactical role-playing games on the Nintendo DS. So you look at the title, "Devil Survivor." released on DS. You get it? Yeah, there you go. Uh, this, is, this is another just two game series, but the games I, I don't believe that they're directly connected. Could be wrong. Actually, I haven't played the second game in the series, but the first game uh, was released in 2009 on Nintendo DS. It's set in Tokyo where demons start attacking people in the streets and the entire city goes into lockdown because, oh no, there's like this portal. There's demons coming out of it. What's going on? And you and your crew uh, have seven days. You're a high school student, of course. Uh, you have seven days to figure out what's going on before some cataclysmic event happens. Um, this game is one of my favorite games mega 10 games, hands down. I, I loved the story. Um, it started off as kind of like, I wasn't so sure about it, but man, it got better and better. Really challenging as well. It's going to grind you into dust unless you play it the right way. Um, it's, it's got a cool tactical style uh, of, of strategy where you know, you're know you moving your units around, but you get into these little like mini turn-based battles. It, it, it's really cool. I really enjoyed the first game. I own the second game. Haven't played it yet. Second game was released in 2011 on DS. Um, it's also highly regarded, although most reviewers say that it sticks pretty close to the original, so it's more of the same. Um, some people say it's better than the first, and others other people say that it's slightly worse than the first. Um, but I know those are really good games. Only played the first one, but uh, uh, looking forward to someday playing the second one. So, those are all of the spinoff series. I want to end the episode with just a few more standalone spinoff games, okay? Because I think they're pretty important. The first of which is actually the first game in the entire Megami Tensei series to come to the West. This game is known as Jack Brothers. It was released in 1995 on the Nintendo Virtual Boy. The first Mega Ten game was released on virtual boy. That is crazy for me to think about. Um, although I'm sure Nintendo was hurting for games, right? Since there were less than 20 games total released here in North America on that system. Um, this game is a top-down action game where you can play as any of the, the Jack brothers, Jack Frost, um, oh gosh, uh, I, Jack the Ripper, Or uh, Pyrojack, that's his name. So any of those three characters. And and I think there might be hidden characters. Anyways, it's a top-down action game. It's it's nothing like uh, the other games in the series. But it was released as the very first uh, SMT game, or excuse me, Mega Ten game. Not SMT. Mega Ten game here in America. There was sort of a a kind of a spiritual sequel that was released, uh, Shin Megami Tensei synchronicity prologue. It was a free promotional game that was released on PC in 2017. It's a Metroidvania where you can switch back and forth between Jack Frost and Pyro Jack. Um, it was only released in Japan. It, like I said, it's a promotional game. It's only a few hours long. Um, it was released in promotion for, they were re-releasing strange journey on 3ds. And so this is a promo for that game. Few hours long, but man, it's really fun. There is an English patch available, so if you can get that, um, the game was free at release. So I would recommend search the internet for it. Apply the patch. You're going to have a good time. Uh, it's it's a fun little Metroidvania. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the last game that I just wanted to mention was Tokyo Mirage Sessions: Sharp Fe. Uh, so this is a crossover between Shin Megami Tensei and the Fire Emblem series. Um, if you notice, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is TMS, which is SMT backwards. Okay, kind of clever there. Um, really, this is more of a Persona crossover. Um, it was kind of disappointing. This one was announced at the beginning of the Wii U's life cycle and didn't come out till it, it took quite a while for it to come out. And then when it was unveiled, it's like, oh, this isn't like you would you would think Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei, like, oh, this could be pretty dark medieval fantasy. And no, it's about like pop stars. <laughs> so it, yeah, yeah, there there, there were some, some concessions were made. I think they went after a totally different segment of the market. Um, so yeah, it really is more of a Persona crossover from what I can tell. I have yet to play it, but it is on my backlog. I own a copy on Wii U, um, just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, before I sign up, so th- those are all the games, man. I'm Not, but not even all the games. Okay, there are some games that I didn't mention. There are some Japanese PC games like uh, Giten Megami Tensei. Uh, there are a bunch of mobile, like flip phone, mobile games in Japan as well. There's Machin X on Dreamcast. There's Catherine on PlayStation Three, and then there's that card summoner game that I was talking about on, on Game Boy Color that was released. So, so there's a random smattering of other games that that were like Japan only, or they're tangentially related, but not really in the same. Like, does Catherine? There, there's a big discussion online whether or not Catherine takes place in the same universe because the main character shows up in a version of Persona Three. So that's kind of cool. Anyways, anyways, not going to talk about this. I've already. My goodness, look at how long it took. Forty minutes. That's stupid. <laughs> this is not a bite sized This is a, and it's just been a, a small overview of these games too. There's so many, uh, games in this series to talk about. I've given you a little bit of an overview here. Hopefully, um, it's wet your appetite. You've seen a little bit into the, the gaping black hole that, <laughs> that is the Shin Megami Tensei series. Um, check out a few of the games. I'd love to talk more about some of these games, but man, um, yeah time has already run away from me so hopefully you've enjoyed this uh plenty of ways that you can reach out we can talk about these a little bit more have you have you played any of these games are there ones that really stick out in your mind you want to talk about it i'd love to invite you on we could even do a bite size together on one or two of these games that'd be a good time um but this is the this is the shin megami tensei series this is why it's so popular in japan released tons of games even if only half of them have come over here to America. um Hopefully, you've enjoyed it. Until next time, guys. You you know what to do. Keep beating down your backlogs. I'm I want to beat down my backlog. I've got a bunch of these games on my backlog. I want to beat them down. You keep beating down your backlogs. We'll keep breaking down the benefits. Hopefully, this is beneficial. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDowncast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook. Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.